Let me invite you this morning to be a part of our Bible study. Inside your program, you'll find an outline of our study. I'd encourage you to take that and follow with us as we look into God's Word this morning. You know, we are aware that there are a number of Muslim women around us. And the reason we are aware of that is because of their dress, a scarf that goes over their head and around their face. And if you've ever wondered why it is that they dressed that way, it was Mohammed's word that men would be lustful if they saw a beautiful woman, so you wear your head covered, and that way then you will escape causing men to lust after you. But you know, as you begin to notice that there are Muslim women around you, then we are notified about things on the television that are going on, that uh, Muslims are involved in shootings, and we just wonder, well, why is all this happening? Uh, who are these people? What do they believe? And, and why is this going on? Now, when you read the words of Jesus, you know that our Lord made a very great claim. John fourteen six, Jesus says, No man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said He was the way, the truth, and the life. And then over in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, Paul wrote and said, There is one mediator between man and God, and that is the man, Jesus Christ. So here are the words of Jesus, and here are the words of Paul, as they say that Jesus is the only way to the Father. And I wonder, is that not being pretty narrow-minded? And I would say, yes, it is. But if you believe the Bible and you believe Jesus Christ, then you're going to live that way. Well, how then are we to view those who are Muslims? I want to say there is not any reason for us ever to hate them or to say bad things to them or about them, but rather they are people who need to know and learn to love the Lord Jesus Christ even as we do. Because Jesus, we believe, is the only way to be able to be saved eternally. There's a man who was a Muslim who has written a book called Seeking Allah and Finding Jesus. And he had a little clip that I want to show you here about that very subject. Fellas? So a man has written a book called Seeking Allah and Finding Jesus. And you may want to pick a copy of that up if you want to study some more on this subject. There are five things I'd like for you to know about Islam if you do not already know them. And number one is something about the beginning of Islam. They had its beginning over in Saudi Arabia about 633 A.D. The word Islam itself means submission. And that is the doctrine of Islam is that you are to be in submission unto Allah, who is the name they use for God. He supposedly, Mohammed supposedly, received a revelation by the angel Gabriel from God. And uh, the word Allah in Arabic means God, and so that was the name that was applied to him. The followers then took uh, the things that he had heard and wrote them down. Surprisingly, Mohammed himself was illiterate. He was neither able to read or write, but he did verbally bring forth the message that was given to him by the angel Gabriel, and those were his followers wrote it down. And that then is the basis for the Quran, the book that they have 
that they want you to read and memorize. And surprisingly, they want you to do it in Arabic. Because if it was translated, there may be something missed out that was true that you needed to know. Secondly, let me tell you about Allah and Muhammad and the Prophet. In the uh, Quran, there are 25 prophets that are mentioned. And of these are uh, Moses and Abraham and Jesus. And, but Moses and Abraham and Jesus are kind of the early day prophets. And the prophet that has the most authority is to be Mohammed. And whatever he says is more important than anything anybody else has ever said about God. They think that the Bible is full of errors and that it is in conflict with the Quran. And when it is in conflict with the Quran, then you need to believe that the Quran is right and the Bible is wrong. They do not believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, although they do believe that He at one time was a prophet. Well, number three, let me tell you just briefly about the sacred texts that belong in Islam. Well, first is the Quran. It was about 20 years in writing, and they believe that the Quran is also found in heaven, and that Allah, or God, as He looks upon the earth and sees your life, He measures you by the Quran that He has in heaven, whereby He can tell you what is right and wrong. And the second text is called the Hadith. The Hadith is a story of the sayings of Muhammad and the examples in his life. And that is considered to be the standard for behavior. And if you want to know how you should live and what you should do, then look at the Hadith and see the behavior of Muhammad, and that's the way you should live. Well, number four, there were five pillars of the Islamic faith. And these are very, very important to the people who are Muslims. The first is called the Hakadada. And that is the statement that Allah is the only God and Muhammad is his prophet. And that is the basic statement by which all Muslims live. Secondly is the Sakat. And that is that you are to pray five times every day. You are to pray in the morning when you get up. You are to pray in the uh, mid-morning. You are to pray the mid-afternoon. You are to pray at sunset. And you are to pray in the evening. Now, if you can go to a mosque, that's great. But if you cannot go to a mosque, then you are to be praying with your head facing toward Mecca, which is their most holy city. Number three is the zakat. The zakat says that you will give 2.5% of your income to charity so that those who are Muslims and who need it, they will be able to be supplied. And then there is the salam. The salam is a fast during the month of Ramadan. Now, the month of Ramadan was the month when Mohammed first received his instruction from Gabriel the angel from Allah. And so if you are to be following their religion, then you will fast from sunrise to sunset uh, on those that during that month. That means you will eat no food, that you will have no sexual relationships, and you are going to give that over as a time that you are thinking about your service to 
the uh, God Allah. And then finally, there is the Hajj, which is the pilgrim to Mecca. That is, if you're able to make a pilgrim once in your life to Mecca, then that will be greater than having 50,000 prayers in a mosque. So everyone is encouraged to make that trip once in their life over to Mecca. Now, number five on the list is something about the sex of Islam. There are basically two, and you and I might think of them like denominations. There are the Sunnis and the Shiites. And the difference between the two is the debate came about who is to be the leader after Mohammed. And the Sunnis had one choice and the Shiites had another and they have continued to live that way. Someone said it's very much like the Catholics and the Protestants as these two different groups are all in the uh, Islamic religion. Well, number two, how can a Christian convert a Muslim? Well, now, as you saw on the video, it is something that is possible. And there are two things, I think, that are needed. Number one, you need to have some kind of a knowledge of the Bible. If you want to try to explain to them about how God works, then you need to know something about the Bible. One of the most important points to note is what took place back in Genesis chapter 16. Abraham, you may remember, took his uh, wife's maid to have a baby. And her name was Hagar, and she had a son by the name of Ishmael. And the Bible says of him that he will be like a wild donkey, and he will be one that opposes others, and others will oppose him. And Muslims think that that's the way that their religion developed out through Ishmael. But the scriptures say that it did not come through Ishmael, but rather it came through Isaac and through Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac. And that's the way that the people of God developed. And you will need to know something about explaining the Bible to people if you're trying to teach someone who is a Muslim. And also you need to know the truth and the story about Jesus. Jesus not only proclaimed that he was the Son of God, but Jesus showed it and demonstrated it by the miracles that he performed. But Mohammed performed no miracles. There was not any great show of power that he was from God. And so as you and I read that Jesus was the one who demonstrated himself as being from God, we read in Acts 4 verse 12, the Bible says that there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved other than the, by the name of Jesus. But if you and I are going to ever convert a, a Muslim, then you have to reach out to them in love and letting them know about our wonderful Savior Jesus and what he did and how he was able to convince people that he really was the Son of of God. There are a lot of differences, though, between those who are Muslims and those who are Christian. I'd like to give you a little list here of eight differences between Muslims and Christians so that you can identify and understand. Number one, Muslims claim, uh, Christians claim that the Bible is the Word of God. 
And you and I, if we are Christian people, then we're going to look to the Scriptures and believe that they were inspired by God, and this is God's Word for us today. Now, on the other hand, those who are Muslims believe that the Quran is the Word of God, and that if you are to live according to the way God wants you to live, then you'll live according to the instructions of the Quran. And this is my copy of the Quran. Well, number two on the list is that Christians believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He came as the only begotten Son of God, according to John 3, verse 16. Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet, but when Mohammed came, then what Mohammed said trumped over everything that had been said and taught by Jesus. Number three. Christians believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50, says that Jesus gave up His Spirit and He died while He was on the cross. Muslims believe that Jesus did not die on the cross, but rather there was somebody who in a likeness of Jesus died on the cross, and most Muslims believe that the one who died on the cross was Judas Iscariot and not Jesus Christ. Number four, Christians believe that God is good, and everything that is good comes from Him. James chapter 1 verse 17 says that He is the giver of all good and perfect gifts. But those who are Muslims believe that God, or Allah, is the author of both good and evil. And so the reason there is evil in the world is because it was given and ordained by by. Allah. Number five, Christians believe that God is love. In fact, in 1 John 4, 8, John made that clear statement, God is love. But those who are Muslims believe that Allah never is called or mentioned as being one of love, but rather He is one who is an absolute ruler, and you better do exactly what it is that He says. Number six, Christians believe that salvation comes by grace. That is, we recognize that we are sinners, and it's only by the amazing grace of God that we're able to be saved. Muslims believe that salvation comes by works, and that you must obey the five pillars of the Muslim religion if you want to ever go to heaven. Would you believe, though, that Muslims believe that the only way you know for sure you're going to heaven is if you die in jihad. Now, jihad is the word for war against unbelievers. Unbelievers are those who are not Muslims. And so if you die in a war fighting against unbelievers and you're killed, then you'll be sure that you'll go to heaven. Now, if you wonder why it is that there are Muslims who are rallying and fighting and killing. The reason is they believe that's the way that they'll go to heaven if they are killed in a jihad. Number seven, we find that Christians believe that God wants us to be peacemakers. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Peter, when he wrote about Jesus in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, he said this, when he was insulted, Jesus did not fight back. 
Jesus was a peacemaker. Jesus also said, you have heard it said, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I tell you, Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who despitefully use you. Matthew 5, 43 and 44. What Muslims say, though, is that you ought to be killing and slaying those if they are not Muslims. Now, let me re read, if I can, to you a brief segment here from uh, the Quran. There are four sacred months during the Muslim year, and the writer says, When the sacred months are over, slay the idolaters wherever you find them. Arrest them, besiege them, and lie ambush, ambush everywhere for them. So the goal of Islam is not by peace, but rather it is by war. Franklin Graham, who was the son of Billy Graham, wrote these words. He said, I don't believe this is a wonderful, peaceful religion. When you read the Quran and you read the verses from the Quran, it instructs the killing of the infidel for those who are non-Muslims. And then went on to say, it wasn't Methodists flying into those buildings. It wasn't Lutherans. It was an attack on this country by the people of the Islamic faith. And realize that they are doing that because that's what they are instructed to do through their Bible, the Quran. Number eight. According to the New Testament, a Christian is to have one wife. Ephesians 5.33 says that you are to love your wife like Christ loved the church. But did you know that Muslims are allowed to have four wives and one temporary wife? That is a one-hour wife who is a prostitute. Now, Mohammed himself was given special dispensation. And he was allowed to have 13 wives. The youngest he married when she was six years old, and the marriage was consummated when she was nine years old. If he'd been living in America, he would have been arrested as being a pedophile. How, though, do you become a Muslim? Let me tell you, it's very easily. If you want to become a Muslim, you need to say three times the same phrase. There is no God but Allah, and Mohammed is his prophet. And if you say that three times, then you become a Muslim. Well, how do you become a Christian? You become a Christian by reading the Word of God and believing that Jesus is the Son of God. And then you turn from your sins and confess your faith in Him, and then are baptized into Christ, and you become a part of the family of God. You and I are going to be surrounded and are surrounded more and more by those who are Muslims. And let us realize that God has called us to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and to hold Him up and to, in every way possible, encourage our Muslim friends so that they may know Jesus Christ and be saved as well. Would you pray with me, please? Dear Father, we are so thankful for Jesus. Grateful, dear Lord, for the life He lived and the sacrifice He made. And dear Father, may we who are believers stake our lives on that. And may we, dear Father, do all we can to reach out to all those who are around us, Muslim and others, so that they may know and believe and follow the Lord Jesus Christ too. Thank you, dear Father, for loving us and giving us our Savior. And it's His name we pray. Amen. 
We're going to sing a song of invitation. Maybe there's a way we could be of encouragement to you. Maybe you'd like to come and say, you know, I'd like to confess my faith in Jesus and be baptized. And if that's true, everything's ready for that. If you'd like to come today and place your membership and be a part of our family, we would just welcome you with open arms. I'll be up here in the front and our elders will be in the back. And if we can serve you in any way, if you'd like to come, why don't you do it right now as we just stand and sing our song together. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, His covenant, His blood Support me in the whelming flood When all around my soul gives way He then is all my hope and stay On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand when he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand.